0: The following shear has been presented by Rav Shmur Ben Benyamin Honigwax, Dayan at the Base Havad, and has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. The center can be reached for halachic services, consultations, and shilas at 888-485-VAAD or at thehalachacenter.org. Kedush HaNad Yesterday we spoke about a major distinction between a loan and an iska. We said that we're as a loan, in the case of a loan, when a person lends money to somebody, that money is given lehoy saw, and the borrower has a right to spend all that money, and therefore, the lender doesn't have any strong sheba on that money, and shviyas will be misham at such a thing, and if the borrower has two bali chavis, two people had lent that person money, either one would be able to collect the money or or whatever came because of the money that the borrower has nevertheless when the money is given as an itzka where it's a secured investment that Reuven gives money to Shimon that Shimon has to use to receive something of value in exchange for the money the halacha will be that number one shviyas is not meshamet according to the ktsais and the riff says that a balchay will not be able to collect from that money and we, we said yesterday that there was a dintair once where there were two partners and one partner had been the cash partner he had invested all the money in, his, in a particular job of she racking a house and the person for whom the job had been done claimed that the partner that he recognized owed him money, and he wanted to deduct and and cancel out the the, the two obligations, one for the other. And we said that since the money that the the silent partner, had invested with his partner Shimon, was a secured investment where Shimon was not allowed to spend that money on, on, for, for himself. He had to use that money to create benefits for the partnership. Therefore, whatever benefits he creates, whatever obligations he creates, that people are obligated for sheet-racking jobs, those obligations will be considered a secured investment, and will be considered a Mashkin collateral for the, for the investment that Ruben made. And therefore... Roo, uh, for, the, uh, for the investment that Levy made, I'm sorry and therefore Ruvain, the person for whom the work had been done would not be entitled to cancel out these two chayves because the, uh, the entitlement to cancel out one obligation for another obligation is only based on the fact that And I can, I can say that just like if I had given you the money I would be able to give you that money so too, even before I give it to you, I can also be grave it. But in this case, where once I give you the money, I'm not entitled to be gave the money because it then turns into a, a collateral for Levy's investment. Therefore, Reuven would not be able to cancel out the, these two chayvis, one for the other, and Reuven will be obligated to pay Levy, the silent partner who he had never met, all of the money. There is one counter argument over here. The counter argument is that since in the case that, that we were discussing. Rubey didn't just wake up out of the blue and say, I I want to cancel out the two chayus. What happened was that Reuven and Shimon had reached an agreement where Shimon agreed that these two chayves can be cancelled out. So in that case, we don't have to come on to the concept of a Atras Olamali, that if Reuven would pay Shimon, anyway, Shimon would have to pay back Reuven. And at that point, we would be able to introduce the argument that Shimon wouldn't have to pay back Reuven because that money would be held as collateral for Levi's chayv. No. In this situation, Reuven and Shimon had both agreed to cancel out the chayv. So it's as though Shimon used the obligation that Ruvain owed to him to pay his chayip to Ruvain. And therefore, one could make the argument that in this situation since the actual money had not been placed into Shimon's hands yet, that money never yet was vested with this power of being a collateral for Ruvain's investment. And therefore, Ruvain has no more rights to that money than I'm sorry, Levy, Levy the investor. I'm sorry, I keep mixing up these names. Levy the investor has no more rights to that money than Ruvain for whom the work was done. And therefore, <clears throat> since the money had not yet been returned to Shimon... Therefore, the the obligation that Ruben owes to Shimon for the work cannot be considered a mashkin for Levi's investment because this money is not Be'en in the hands of Shimon. This money is not yet actualized and and, and transformed into something of substance in the hands of Shimon. This would seem to be dependent on a very, very big question in the Akronim and the Rishonim. There is a big argument between the Rishonim whether or not a chayv is meshubit. Let's say I were to lend money to somebody. Ruvain were to lend money to Shimon, and Shimon has assets, and he also has chayivus. He has no. He's holding notes against people. He's holding notes. He's holding mortgages. Whatever it is, would Ruvain be entitled to collect those notes and mortgages for his chayv? There's a big machoikas in the Rishinim about this, whether Shibut is chal on notes. Whether it's possible for a note to, to, to impose a lien upon a note. A person is holding a note, can his lender put a lien on that note, according to the Torah? So there's arguments in the Rishinim, and there seems to be an argument in the Achorinim also about what the Maskon is. It's not 100% clear in the Shulchan Aruch, and there's a lot of Nafkaminas, and it's not clear exactly what the halacha is, but this question would, have, would seem to have major bearing on our case. Why? Because we said before that any time a person invests money and, and expects the investment to be protected and something to be held in lieu of the money that was invested, the is that whatever is being held instead of that money is considered a mashkin for that money. What about a choyv? What about a note that a person is holding on somebody else? A person takes the money of the investment and uses it to, to receive a note. With that note be able to be, be seen as a mashkin for the money that was invested. Say if you say that a note, that a shibud, a lien, could be chal on a note, so a mash, the, the din of a mashkin, which is a, 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 a greater, a, a more powerful lien, would also seemingly be able to be imposed upon a note. However, if one would say that a regular shibud cannot be chal on a chayv, then one would possibly be able to reach the conclusion that this this greater Sheba called Mashkin would also not be able to be the Choyv, and therefore the this obligation that Ruben has to Shimon to pay for the work, would not be, that obligation before it's paid up, would not be able to be transformed into a Mashkin for Levi's investment, and therefore Levi would not be entitled to that money any more than Ruben would be entitled to that money. So Ruben will be able to, to, to cancel out the, the obligation that Shimon has to him for the obligation that he has to Shimon. However, it depends. It seems to me that it should depend. If the part of the money that was that's owed for the materials, I would say is considered a mashkin. However, the part of the money that's for the labor is not considered a mashkin. Why? Because while we're arguing that there's, uh, that, that, that there's how we're we asking about this question about whether or not a chayv can be considered uh, c- can be considered mishubit, So that would apply to the, the part of the, of the obligation that's for the labor. Because that is just a regular chayv. It's a, it's a regular obligation that, that one person has another another person, and therefore the shibud cannot be chal on that obligation. However, the portion of the 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 the, the that Reuven has to Shimon for the actual materials put built into his house, one would think that that is a, a, a comparable to what our sugya discusses. Our Gemara says that even if you hold ein umen keine that when a uh, 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 craftsman crafts the kli, he, he crafts the vessel, the halachah is, according to one opinion in the Gemara, that the Umman, the craftsman, is not kane b'shwach kli. He doesn't own the shwach of the kli. Nevertheless, the Gemara says, if he didn't just form the kli out of the materials provided to him by the Balabais. But rather he added his own materials into the creation of the kli. The Allah is that he's kli. He's kind of the shwach of the kli that is his, that, 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 that was created out of the neifich that he added, out of the materials that he added to the kli. That part of the kli belongs to him because it's his materials. So in this case where. The partners took their own sheet rack that they bought with their own money, money of the Isco, to go ahead and put and build into, ha- into Rubin's house. So, while the money of the labor may not be considered... We may not have a din of on the money of the labor, and that would just be considered a regular chayv, to which, according to Reynim, the halachas of Sheba don't apply, nevertheless, when we're dealing with the portion of the chayv that is created by the materials of the, of the, of the, of the partnership... That portion of the choiv would not be considered just a regular choiv. We would have a halach of umen kain m'shwach And since the partners were the b'shwach Khli, because of the sheetrock that they built into the house, they were kaina a part of the shwach of the house. And it belongs to them to a certain extent. So that part of the work would, 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 would indeed be able to become m'shubed to the iska and whatever money is owed for that part of the work would have Allah, uh, 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 laha the 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 investor the silent investor would have a strong shibun on that part of the money since he would, since the partnership owned that shvach in the house that was created by the the sheet rack that belonged to the partners therefore the Allah would be that that part, that portion of the Chayv that Reuven owes for the materials would have a strong shibud, and Levi, the silent investor, would be more entitled to that portion of the Chayv than Reuven is entitled to. So, in summary, in, in the case that we discussed yesterday, where Shimon did work for Reuven and Levi appeared and said that all the money that Shimon used to accomplish this job came came out of my pocket, the Allah would be that Reuven would not be able to deduct. For the money that Shimon owes him, as far as the materials are concerned. But as far as the labor is concerned, it would seem that Rubain would be entitled to deduct because, according to some Reinem, a Sheba does not chal on a chayv, where there's nothing of substance being exchanged for the money. The Daf Yemi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To sign up for the Halacha Center's weekly interactive e-journal, please email subscribe to. Info at thehalachacenter